0: Welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke. In 2017, the Diocese of Pittsburgh adopted a new model of regional elementary schools. Instead of many parishes running their own school, parishes within a geographic area now support several regional schools. Every parish and grouping in the Diocese of Pittsburgh is represented, whether or not there is a school on its property, allowing each to have a voice to be invested in the mission of Catholic schools. Principals still run the buildings under the direction of the regional administrator and business manager. A governing board of pastors and lay leaders provides expertise and oversight to all of our schools. Here to provide an update is Mr. Joe Rossi, who is the administrator of the Pittsburgh East Regional Catholic Elementary Schools. Joe, welcome back to Catholic Education Plus.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: It's great to have you back on my show. And uh, just for uh, clarification and uh, transparency, uh, the Pittsburgh East Regional Schools Office is located in Point Breeze uh, in the St. Mary Magdalene uh, Parish offices. So we both share uh, the office building, and it's great to have you as uh, a neighbor uh, upstairs in our in our building. Now, Joe, our elementary schools reopened back on September 8th, six months after the pandemic hit. How are our students, the teachers and principals and parents doing so far uh, in the Pittsburgh East region?
1: Well, first of all, I just wanted to say quickly thank you to everyone from the program. You know, you, of course, Father Tom and KDKA for having me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, on behalf of our board of directors and our president, Father Chris Stubner, and everybody in the Eastern schools, I just appreciate the chance to come back on the air. And, and, and really, we're just excited to be back to school. If you look at the timeline when the pandemic shut us down in March, like you said, it's been six months since we've seen our students in person. So our efforts at the local level have been incredibly significant to get ready for the kids to come back, and it's really evident in these first few days of school. Our instructional staff and our families, administration, in our parishes certainly have really committed to helping in every way possible. Now, there was a lot of
0: extra work uh, getting the schools ready and keeping them clean so that everyone is safe and students are learning. I understand that parents really stepped up uh, with donations and helping uh, their children to be responsible. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um, like, I, like I had mentioned before, you know, one of the really big benefits of our Catholic schools is that this is a community effort. It's not mm-hmm. just the teachers and the staff who have put in this huge huge uh, amount of work to, to get ourselves ready parents really stepped up. And, and because this year especially, we need things like PPE, masks, hand sanitizers, um, air purifiers, those types of things, depending on the the the, uh, the equipment that's needed in, in each school. Um, parents were very willing and able to either lend their time to help us socially distance areas or material or with, you know, those types of in-kind donations. And also, they've got to work with their kids to make sure that they understand that um, wearing a mask and washing our hands is the single-handed easiest way for us to prevent the spread of this virus. So for a family like ours who has twin four-year-olds in a preschool, um, uh, one of our Catholic preschools in the South region, uh, it's a bit of hard work to try to get those guys to remember to wear their masks and wear them for an extended period of time. So parents, Uh, have been doing a really great job of reminding their, their, their children to make sure that they do that and making them understand the reason why it's important that we're wearing our masks and washing our hands frequently.
0: Yeah, and of course, it's different with uh, high school students, obviously, uh, and high schools uh, opened up a week earlier than the elementary schools, but it really took a lot of extra effort uh, because with the little ones, you know, there's more preparation, and and our teachers, our faculty, our staff, administrators, uh, and the parents do an excellent job, and to remind the little ones, yeah, wash your hands, keep that mask on during the day, keep socially distant. Um, It's a, it's a, everybody is all hands on deck uh, to get involved with that. Now, I know you really appreciate the hard work of our teachers, and this is really unprecedented, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I'm I'm really glad that you brought that up, because I would like to take an opportunity to say thank you to our instructional staff and faculty. They're doing something, and this is true, that has never been done in education before. (laughs) Every classroom and every school in our diocese are not only teaching kids that are currently present, but they're also teaching them simultaneously with kids at home. And that's something that's not only unique, but, but new for all of us. And so no matter whether you're a graduate of a, you know an education program and just out of school for a few years or you've been teaching in the diocese for 30 years, everyone's on this brand-new path to try to make sure that we're being creative and engaging with our kids. And, and, and that's really it's profound and and through our through our prayer and through our hard work um we really believe that god and, and and the holy spirit are guiding us through this really challenging time because there's no other way we could be successful right now we're very yeah, fortunate but, for everyone's hard work and for for certainly for god's intervention absolutely
0: and god bless and kudos to our teachers being right there on the front line uh and their absolutely. willingness to educate our kids. Now, Joe, there are six schools in the Pittsburgh East region. Uh, Holy Family School in Plum, which is formed through the merger of St. John the Baptist in Plum and St. Joseph's in Verona. Uh, We have Mary of Nazareth in White Oak, uh, St. Bede in Point Breeze, which is my school. Divine Mercy Academy uh, is out in Monroeville, Sacred Heart in Shadyside, and St. Teresa of Lesue in Munhall. And one positive aspect of the changes created by the pandemic is that new families are are coming into our Catholic schools attracted by the flexible instruction model? Can you tell our listeners about that?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So if you watch, you know, if you're watching KDKA for or listening to KDKA during the news segments, you'll hear that a lot of our local public school districts are virtual, and for most likely, all stay at home for either half or the entirety of the year. One of the things that we try to do as a Catholic school system was continue to provide some in person instruction because we really do value that face to face thing. And going back to our earlier conversation, it's been a half a year since we've seen kids in the classroom. We recognize that that's a challenge for our working families. And we also know that parents are parents, they're not necessarily teachers, too. We want to let the experts do what they can do. So uh, across the board in our six schools, uh, we are offering some sort of in-person model, whether that be in-person five days a week or perhaps hybrid where you're there a couple days and you're at home a couple days. But also we have a virtual um, academy for all of our schools that allow families that either are uncomfortable with the current you know climate with the pandemic, potentially have some medical issues that might be affected by kids returning to school, to be able to engage with their cl- uh, classmates, like I said, synchronously. So if you were able to take a a camera and go into our classrooms, what you would see would be a teacher teaching to a normal set of kids that are in the class, also being live streamed to kids at home. And there's a screen in the classroom where those kids are interacting with their peers, um, as well as the teacher being able to call on a kid at home if there's a question and have a kid in the classroom respond. Like I said before, it's very profound. Um, but this flexibility with both in-person, um, a hybrid or or virtual, really allows families to make a choice as to what the best, uh, best thing is for their families, which they may not have had um, in their local public district. And so it's really giving us an opportunity to maybe showcase the strengths and the academic rigor of our classrooms to these families who hadn't pursued Catholic education before. And as always, since God's a component of the things that we do, maybe an opportunity to to evangelize and engage in some fellowship with these folks to hopefully retain them uh, past this pandemic period of time. So we we really vo- value that as a positive, and 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 appreciate anyone that's that's new to our system.
0: And I know, in talking to uh several of our Catholic uh, elementary school principals, you know they said a lot of families were inquiring about um sending their kids to school because they preferred their in school model versus some of the local public you know school districts uh just going strictly online and um families who you know want their kids to be in person, and that's great that our schools you know have the uh openings and the opportunities for for um, new, new families to join us and to have that flexibility. And, and, the, and the families that uh, choose to have their kids online, of course, you know, there is that option, too, to have that flexibility. Uh, instruction model is, is really something that the Diocese of Pittsburgh really takes to good heart. Now, teaching the faith is a critical aspect of our schools. How do you work with the parishes in the sacramental preparation and keeping up with this student's spiritual health?
1: So fundamentally, the, the, the regional concept, in terms of governing our schools, is to take the administrative function of the school building and put that on the laity. That way our, our clergy uh our local parishes can focus on their spiritual ministries, um, especially with the needs increasing, obviously, every day. Uh, that doesn't mean that those two things don't work uh, collectively to be able to to help our kids get closer to God, which is the whole reason why we have Catholic schools. So even through the pandemic, when we had everything shut down in the spring, we were working with our local pastors and our DREs and obviously the diocesan school's office to make sure that we were still continuing to provide religious education in, in a time when, when God is, is the most important, especially as we're going through these crises or if families are affected by the coronavirus in different ways. And so that that in and of itself allowed us to, once churches began to reopen and schools began to get back uh, uh, this fall, to, to allow kids to then continue to experience the sacraments, especially like for, um, you know, First Communion. So normally you'd have an entire class or, or a set of kids that would be going, and we're just being creative here where maybe we pair down that group to four or five families each weekend uh, where kids are still encountering Christ in the Eucharist for the first time, but maybe in a smaller setting, obviously, it's appropriately socially distant and that kind of thing. Same, same sort of thing with, with, uh, with confirmation, where instead of them being able to, to have that sacrament in the spring, we're, we're now facilitating that with smaller groups in the fall. And that's a really big part of this, because we want kids to stay on track with that timing as well. But that's not just sacramental years that we're addressing. Uh, We're also really working hard to be creative to allow kids to continue to to experience Jesus on a daily basis now that we're back in school. So, for example, up at Holy Family, the, the newly merged school, they had outdoor Mass last week. So, you know, weekly school Mass is a big part of our week Families are allowed to participate typically. The kids each take turns being able to facilitate the mass, read, um, you know, bring up the gifts, those types of things. And so we didn't want to take that, that, that critical piece of what we're doing out of our, our weekly routine. So in this way, uh, Father Kevin Pecking and the administrative team up at Holy Family came up with this great idea to take all the chairs outside, now that it's still nice, socially distance them, and allow the kids and, you know, obviously adults that are a part of the building to, to to still experience school mass, but in a way that was meaningful and, of course, safe. So, Absolutely. you know, we are trying. Yeah. yeah and, and even at your church, Father Tom, we're, um, you know, half of our students would be coming to school mass while the other half are live streaming it in their individual classrooms to attain social distancing and the appropriate safety protocols. Mm-hmm. And then we can swap, swap them. So um, we are really integrating technology in our faith. Yeah. We have
0: lots more to cover. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, the pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Point Breeze, Homewood, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor of St. Benedict the Moor Parish in the Hill District. And with me this Sunday morning is Mr. Jay Rossi. He is the uh, the Pittsburgh East Regional Catholic Elementary School Administrator. And Joe, when you last appeared on our program uh, last year in January of 2019, uh, you were principal of St. Thomas More School in Bethel Park, which is now part of of a Maria Academy in the South Hills. And we talked then about the importance of technology, which is more critical than ever with, uh, with this remote learning. How are you investing in the technologies uh, these
1: days? So the the name of the game for us is obviously access. We want equitable access for all of our families. And so one of the things that we did was search in the spring for a platform for people to be able to get information from teachers, submit assignments, uh, access curricula, all the things that a kid would typically do, but in a virtual sense. That way, if the kid's in class, they can have access to those things through the Chromebooks and iPads and tablets and laptops and PCs that we would normally employ. And if in the event that they're home, whether it be planned or another shutdown like we had in the spring, those kids can move seamlessly. The next day, we can get right back to business with access, full access to those types of things. So the technology that we're really investing now is not even so much specific hardware. It's how do we professionally develop teachers to be able to know what software programs or websites they can use with kids? Um, how do we keep up our academic rigor and preparation for, you know, like like we talked about in the previous question, our faith and our and our, our our spiritual preparation for our students, and also just what is the age appropriate platform for kids to be able to access? So we, we, we sort of landed specifically on on Google Classroom um as a base and some schools have, have bulked that out to be able to use different different um software for so that kids can be able to really feel like they're engaged with their classmates, they're interactive and we keep up that rigor like we talked about before. Now what are the some of the core
0: values and beliefs
1: as Catholic educators? Um this is something that we were really insistent on putting on our website when we first created it, because we wanted folks to be able to go there and just say, okay, this is what this organization's all about. So, I mean, our, our core values are really just compassion and fairness, honesty, respect and responsibility. But all of that stuff is more than words. We want our students and administrators and faculty to live and breathe them every day. And those values set the folks at Percy's apart. and and send them into the world as confident and capable leaders through God. Um, And that's something that we apply not only to our students, but also to, you know, our faculty and staff. we, We want families to exude those things, our administrators. Everyone tries to live up to that expectation. And that the parishes, school, and community all play an integral role in the spiritual, sacramental, and intellectual development of our students. Now, Jay, there have been uh, several
0: changes in the Pittsburgh East region uh, since last year. Of course, due to uh, declining enrollment and rising debt, uh, your board had to make some difficult decisions to close some schools uh, this past year in Bloomfield, uh, Forest Hills, and Achona Heights. Uh, were you able to help uh, those students stay in, in the Catholic school system?
1: Yeah, and again, obviously, because of the regional concept, it's not just that you would assume that if your particular school was unable to continue that you didn't have an option. Uh, We are very quickly moving to a model where, you know, students that are within 10 miles of a particular school can be bused to places. So you've got people um, from all over our regional area going to different schools. Um, And we were working in in, in partnership with our sister diocese over in Greensburg so that when families up in the Trona Heights were unable to to find a a school that was close enough for them, depending on their circumstance, that they could stay in Catholic education, but maybe avail themselves of one of the schools that are closer to them based on like physical geography as opposed to our regional one. We also offered some School Fairs, financial aid assistance, and anything we could do, even just helping people come come into the um, school building and, and, and tour them and make sure that they felt comfortable so that they can stick around, because it's important that we uh, are able to cater to the needs of those families and do that in a you know, a financially appropriate and sustainable way.
0: And that's great, yeah. And uh, being here at uh, St. Bede, uh, Sister Daniela, you know, I talked to her this past week, and she said that the families coming from East Catholic and St. Maria Goretti uh, are doing very well with St. Bede. I know a lot of families also went to Divine Mercy out in Monroeville or Sacred Heart in Shadyside, so mm-hmm. it's good that the, the families are readjusting, and good to, with the kids in the Trona Heights uh, to be able to get a Catholic education over there in the Diocese of Greensburg because it, it was just a, literally across the bridge. and. Uh, and, and and helping the, the families stay in the Catholic school system. Now, one final question. Uh, this is year two for the Pittsburgh East region, and you have strong leadership, starting with your president, Father Chris Dubna, who I know very well. He's such a great guy, the pastor and rector of the cathedral. What are, what
1: are your top goals? Um, well, like you mentioned, I mean, this is uh, our operational board are the folks that make the decisions for all six schools, of course, are, are our employers at the regional office. Um, and really set a priority each year and so of course our in year one it was more just let's figure out a way to interface with families and with with our parishes obviously let's get the functionality and logistics squared away and now in year two we can really look at sustainability uh, for our schools we we really want to make sure that they have the resources the the, the students and and the, and the faculty that can help support their mission and, and most importantly you know I realize I keep hitting this hard, but our our number one goal here is how do we bring kids and families closer to God, and and so that's that's always at the back of our mind. And the board is comprised of folks that have excellent backgrounds in business and marketing and finance. And human resources and logistics and, of course, our clergy members add a spiritual component to that. And so every time we engage in a conversation about what are our goals for the year long, long term with our strategic planning, everyone comes to the table with an expertise that's really really been a blessing as we plan to, you know, to move forward in uh, 2021 and beyond.
0: And one final thought for those parishioners who don't have children in our Catholic schools, how can they support uh, Catholic education and its ministry?
1: Uh, every parish every parish grouping is, does have representation on our regional board, as well as uh, an opportunity to come to any events or things that we're doing at our local school. Obviously, in this particular pandemic, that opportunity has, has, has waned a little bit, but as things get better, we're really looking for chances to do things for families and parishioners together. And and, um, certainly you can always check out our website at uh, perces.org for those opportunities or contact your local school. Our principals would love to hear from you. We have many parishioners that are involved in volunteering at our local schools.
0: And for those uh, parishioners, check your your websites of your uh, parishes, the bulletins. Uh, There's wonderful ways to support all of our local Catholic schools. Every parish is connected to a, a Catholic elementary school now, and even our diocesan high schools, and uh, really important to support Catholic education, and kudos to you, uh, Lisa Durbin, the business manager, Father Chris Stubna, and the whole board uh, for the Pittsburgh East region. Uh, everyone is to be commended, and kudos again to all of our principals, our faculty, our staff, our administrators, and our parents. Mr. Joe Rossi, the administrator of the Pittsburgh East Regional Catholic School System, thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Father.
0: We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. In our Plus segment, we're featuring this weekend, which is the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus teaches us through the parable of the two sons, fulfilling the will of God demands our action over words. The famous saying, actions speak louder than words. God invites us to accept the responsibility for what we can change and to do the work with for others for the changes that require their help. Obviously, in this parable, uh, the first son refuses to work in his father's vineyard, but later he has a change of heart and a change of mind, and then he fulfills that. The second son says that he will help, but he never uh, commits that. So actions definitely speak louder than words. If we say that we're going to do something, fulfill that. Uh, Not just say words, but do it. Anyone who hears the word of God, we must act on it. And that's really important, especially in this time of age. Saying the right words is never enough One has to take those words and put them into the practice. Practice what we preach, and actions speak louder than words. Enjoy your Sunday, and we'll talk to you later in two weeks here on KDK Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.